Welcome to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast, where sexual taboos are broken. I'm Tilly Storm, holistic sex coach and jade egg and tantric sex teacher. I work with luxury lovers, teaching them the art of better sacred sex by helping them remove all their blocks to pleasure, turn on confidence and connection so they can step into their fullest potential and power as humans and alchemists in the 3D. If you'd like to learn how to release shame and guilt destroying your sex life so you can feel fully sexually liberated and free, you can access my How to Release Shame and Guilt training at www.tillystorm.com forward slash shame. This episode is brought to you by the Essentially Embodied Woman Collective. If you're ready to remove all your blocks to pleasure, turn on and feeling confident and sexy in your body through my paid programs and offerings, then head to www.tillystorm.com today. Hey, my loves, before we get started today on the eight types of orgasms and why you're not having them all, I wanted to tell you about a retreat we're going to be hosting in Costa Rica January 20th through 25th called The Initiation. Are you ready for an epic relationship breakthrough and a sacred sexuality initiation? Well, I want you to just drop in for a moment and imagine yourself in Costa Rica in this lush tropical setting right on the Pacific Ocean, sipping your morning coffee right at the infinity pool with your partner or just other amazing people and couples that you just met listening to the waves crash in and out and the birds chirping in the air as you relax and take in the smell of the salty ocean air. Mm, Not a care in the world here as you walk into your candlelit bedroom in the evening for this luscious, epic lovemaking session where you have no distractions, no kids calling mama, daddy in the middle of the night, interrupting your fabulous lovemaking session. This retreat is four days, four full days, and five nights in paradise. There are no to-dos, no obligations or demands. This is where you really get to make your sex life and your relationship a priority. And all that's going to be on the agenda is, well, a couple of amazing things if you so choose to partake in them, such as optional morning meditation and yoga, or a dip in the ocean, or the infinity pool, sex and relationship workshops with me and my assistant coaches, where you're going to bust through your intimacy and pleasure glass ceiling, and you're going to learn how to have the most amazing orgasms, and you're going to have the best sex of your life. Okay, if you're not having all eight orgasms that I'm going to be talking to you today, then you have only touched the tip of the iceberg about what's available in your body and the amount of pleasure you're available to receive. In the retreat, you're going to be given private playtime with yourself uh, or with your partner. So this is a singles or couples retreat. And you're going to go on amazing adventures in the beautiful land near Tamarindo where we're currently living. All right, here's what's going to happen in the retreat. You're going to step into a goddamn sexual sanctuary, okay? And you're going to discover your unique path to turn on and pleasure. And you're going to learn how to communicate it to your partner you're going to be doing sex dates with yourself or your partner. You're going to break free from unconscious patterns and conditioning that keep you from the love, pleasure, connection, intimacy you crave. You're going to shift out of victim consciousness and get empowered in your love life. Uh, All three meals are catered throughout the day, all sorts of amazing epicness. 
So if you are down to have the most amazing week of your life in Costa Rica with us, then I want to invite you to head to www.tillystorm.com forward slash retreat. I will have the link to that in the show notes. So you can go look at the information for the retreat and get all of the details and you can learn how to apply for the retreat. So head there and apply and go ahead and get your spot secured with your deposit because there are only so many spots available and they are booking up quickly. All right, so let's get into the eight types of orgasms and why you're not having all of them. When I tell women in particular that they can have eight different types of orgasms and men too, they usually look at me and think like, wait, what? Please tell me, enlighten me on all the different types of orgasms I can be having. And then there starts to be this sense of, wait, what am I missing out on? And women, I'm telling you, ladies, if all you're having are clitoral orgasms, you are missing out on so much pleasure available to your body. The episode that I talked about all of this on was episode 15, actually. And in that episode, I had only talked about seven different types of female orgasm because at the time I had only experienced seven myself. I had never experienced a throat orgasm, which is one of them that we will talk about today. All right, let's dive in. The first orgasmic experience that is most common for women that most of you are already having is the clitoral orgasm. This is the fireworks explosion. This is the one that you get when you receive oral and you get to orgasm. And this is the one that most women are familiar with because it's on the outside of their body and it's easy to get to there. You know, if you touch yourself on your clitoris, it's easy to access. There's not a lot of work involved in doing it. So it's what women usually go to in order to experience an orgasmic state or peak pleasure. So if you are not experiencing clitoral orgasms, a lot of times the biggest reason that this isn't happening is because your pelvic floor muscles are weak and you have no connection to your pussy whatsoever. Why does this happen? It happens because first of all, you don't know how to squeeze and release your muscles to create the tone and the dexterity and the strength needed in order to have an orgasmic experience at all and because you have negative conditioning and trauma that has disconnected you from your body to where you're not even able to connect with the sensation of pleasure and allow it to expand in your body and to move into the orgasmic state, which is that mind state shift. So in order to experience orgasm, there has to be a sensation of pleasure, number one. Number two, the pleasure has to expand And number three, once the pleasure expands, there's got to be some sort of mind state shift into something like surrender or ecstasy or bliss, where everything, you know, like the whole universe just obliterates and you can just relax and surrender into the experience, right? If you're not having clitoral orgasms, I often find that this is due to a lack of experiencing pleasure in the first place. So you're not even getting to that very first component of orgasm. So there's three, there's pleasure, the expansion of pleasure and the mind state shift. If you're not having clitoral orgasms, it's because you struggle feeling the pleasure at all. The reason that you wouldn't feel pleasure at all is because you are numb and disconnected. What leads to being numb and disconnected down there? Trauma, birth, sexual, emotional trauma, 
or negative conditioning and the feeling of shame, guilt, fear, or disgust around your body. So if you want to have clitoral orgasms and you're not, then guess what you get to do? You get to get over all of that with help in our Essentially Embodied Woman program because that's going to take some time, my love. That's not something you can shift and change just overnight. Uh, and it's not something that you can just go to OMG Yes and watch how other women do it. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it is, but it rarely really works. So you can learn all the tips, tricks, and techniques of how other women masturbate or how they get off but it doesn't mean it's going to work for you, especially if you've got the emotional blocks in your pussy and you're numb and disconnected from it, which is what I find to be the biggest reason women don't experience clitoral orgasms. Okay, let's move on to G-spot orgasms. G-spot orgasms. I can't believe some women don't even know where the G-spots are, much less men even understand what the G-spot is or anything other than the clitoris. It blows my mind that we're still at this level of lack of pleasure-based sexual education. I just don't understand how people don't even just educate themselves at least. But your G-spot is about two centimeters inside of your vagina on the anterior side. And it generally has a little walnut ridge shape to it. So there's like a texture to it that feels a little different than the rest of the anterior wall of the vagina. And you'll know when you got that to the G-spot when you feel those ridges. Not every woman has the ridges inside, but most of them do. And if you don't feel the ridges, then you'll know you'll hit it when you pull like the come hither motion with your finger and you pull up on the anterior side and you feel like a sensation of, ooh, <laughs> like, what was that? You know, uh, so that sort of sensation of uh, and, and heightened sensation, if you don't feel those walnut ridges, you'll know you're there when you feel a sense of heightened sensation. And it feels kind of like, ooh, what was this? Uh, like a little pinprick or something. Sometimes uh, when the G-spot is stimulated, women will feel a sense of needing to pee or the urge to pee. And sometimes this, uh, like just letting that happen and allowing that sensation to be there can help you as a woman to uh, just drop into the pleasure into it in the first place. So if it feels like you need to pee when that spot is being stimulated, is being stroked by your partner or with a G-spotter tool, just know that that's okay. It's pretty normal, but just let it pass and surrender into it because if you're on the right spot, you're not going to pee doing it. Sometimes there are traces of urine that will come out if you ejaculate uh, from this spot. But just know it's it's traces of it. This is erectile tissue inside of your vagina. And it's easier to feel the G-spot when it's turned on and, and it's erect. So it's like a spongy tissue just like, you know, the penis is erectile tissue, the G-spot is erectile tissue. So it does get bigger, it inflates, and you'll feel like there's actually liquid in there. And every woman is capable of ejaculating. And there's no woman that's not. So please don't trust the freaking Cosmo or whatever other sources that you're saying are like, oh, the G-spot doesn't exist in some people or you know, it's actually just pee when women ejaculate or they think they are. No, it's not. Uh, it's actually traces of pee that have been found and female ejaculate. It is a real thing and every woman can do it. 
And most of it happens through the different stroking techniques that we'll be teaching at the retreat. So if you want to learn how to female ejaculate, then you should come. All right. So the reason that you might not be having G-spot orgasms, well, many reasons, and they're often the same for every type of orgasm. Uh, there's a disconnection from this part of your body. A lot of times women just don't even know where their G-spot is. So how could they ever have stimulated it if they have no understanding or education around what's even possible for them to experience here? Most women have absolutely no clue about what their body is actually capable of doing in terms of experiencing pleasure. So yes, you need to learn the different ways to stroke it, uh, the different ways to stimulate it. And if you play around long enough, I promise you, you can female ejaculate and have a G-spot orgasm. Sometimes you will ejaculate and not simultaneously as the G-spot orgasm. And sometimes you'll do both at the same time. It depends. So female ejaculating is not synonymous to an orgasmic experience. It might be at the same time and simultaneous, or it might not. Some women will experience the ejaculation without the feeling of there being like an orgasm or a full release, and some will. It just depends. Okay, let's move into the A-spot orgasm. Mm, Yes. Many people don't even know what the A-spot is. They've never heard of it. It's not one that gets talked about a lot in popular publications. The A-spot is on the anterior side of the vaginal wall, all the way up inside the vagina, usually about a centimeter below the cervix. So the cervix is like this knobby little thing that sticks out uh, at the very top of the vagina, and it feels like the tip of a nose. And right below it is where your A spot would be. And this spot is what is really responsible for being able to have an orgasm during penetration. So when women come to me and join my programs because they want to experience orgasm with their partner, what they are really saying is, I want to activate my A spot and have an orgasm from penetration through the A spot. Now, what most people don't understand is that the A spot is part of the clitoral network. The clitoral network is so much more than just the stuff you see on the outside and on your vulva. The clitoris extends very deep into the vagina via the curae and the little legs of the clitoris. So there are parts of the clitoris. The clitoris is, um, majority of the clitoris is actually inside of your vagina. And these legs attached to the sides of the vaginal wall, which when you say you're having an orgasm for penetration, it means the part of the clitoris around the A-spot area and the A-spot itself, they're all being stimulated. So it's kind of like a blended type of orgasmic experience because yes, there is part of the clitoris that is being stimulated around this A-spot, but there's also the A-spot being stimulated. So the best way to learn how to have orgasms from penetration is doing a self-pleasure practice using a glass dildo or a stone dildo to get there. And the reason that most women don't experience orgasms from penetration is because they don't know how to do the blending to get there because your, your neuronal pathways have to get built. Okay. Sometimes it's easier to build them by blending the clitoral orgasm with the internal orgasm than it is just to go for the internal orgasm right off the bat. 
because there's nothing to really relate it to. There's no pleasure. If your vagina is numb, if you're disconnected, there's not a lot of pleasure there to begin with. So how can we take pleasure and bridge it to this A spot? Well, you stimulate the clitoris while stimulating the A spot at the same time. And then your brain starts to learn how to orgasm that way. And then it becomes easier to orgasm even without the clitoral stimulation, just from the A spot being activated, like in doggy style with him in the back, right? So you can have orgasms from penetration without any clitoral stimulation, uh, just from the A spot being activated with a penis or a dildo, you know, for when he's behind or whatever. So this is how you will train your body to have orgasms from penetration is actually using a dick or a dildo or something uh, to stimulate the area while also stimulating the outside of the clitoris on your vulva. And this way, it's like you're learning how to blend pleasure inside of the vagina too. So you become more sensate focused on what's actually happening internally. And the more that you build that bridge, the easier it gets to cross and you don't have to, you know, do the clitoral stimulation at all. Reasons that you wouldn't be experiencing orgasm from penetration via the A spot is because you're not trying. You're not giving yourself an opportunity to learn how. Honestly, that's the biggest reason most women don't. Um, again, I think every woman is capable of experiencing internal orgasms, but most women don't even try. They just go for the clitoris because that's a quick, easy thing to do, but they never give their body an opportunity to learn how to orgasm in a different way promise you, no matter how old you are, uh, you can learn how to do this. And you've heard from two ladies on the podcast recently, Alex and Barb, who both learned how to have orgasms uh, without a vibrator internally and different types of orgasms like what I'm talking about now. But you will also hear them say that, yeah, it took time. <laughs> it wasn't like a, a quick, let me just do this thing and then it happens. No, it takes your brain a, a while to figure it out. But once you do, it gets easier every single time after. Okay, now let's move to the cervix. Yes, cervical orgasms are one of the most exquisite and deep and meaningful orgasms in my experience. Like I talked about in episode 15 of the podcast, um, I had mentioned my first time having a cervical orgasm was like experiencing God, uh, really coming home to my body and feeling so at peace with my body and who I was as a woman, uh, feeling connected. And it felt like waves crashing. It's not like the super fireworks experience, like the clitoral orgasm, it lasts longer, and it's more fulfilling, in my opinion. And it just goes on and on and on. The cervical orgasms will also don't happen for a lot of people because usually most people's first experience with their cervix being touched is not a good experience. It's one of pain, discomfort, weirdness, Think of the first time your cervix was touched, ladies, probably at an OBGYN visit, unfortunately, with a freaking prick to it to get a pap smear done. That's most women's first experience of their cervix being touched. And that's really fucking sad uh, because that means that you've associated touch with, you know, neurons that wire together, fire together. So if your first experience was, ow, that hurts. Well, what do you think is going to happen the next time you do it? Your body's going to be like, ow, that hurts. <laughs> You're going to expect and anticipate the pain and then it's going to feel painful. So it's all about rewiring your body 
uh, de-armoring your cervix from the pain itself. Also, we hold so much trauma and junk, negative conditioning, bad, like negative stories we tell ourselves, all of our deep uh, stress even. I hold a lot of stress in my vagina and my cervix. And I have monthly sex dates with my man to help get that out. He calls them my hysteria treatments. <laughs> I'll be flat honest with you. Uh, he calls it that because usually it results in me having like crying a lot and feeling really blown open. Um, and it, it is a very, very vulnerable experience because this is for women uh, in particular, this is your root chakra. Your cervix is your root chakra. Some people will locate their cervix in their perineum and you, you kind of have to feel into that yourself, what, which is more aligned for you and where you really locate the center of that energy but at least for me, I definitely feel that my root chakra is located right in my cervix. So it is a very intense experience, very primal experience, where a lot of times when it's stimulated and de-armored, there's noise, there's sound, there's crying, there's tears, there's all the emotions and expressions, and that's okay. Um, if you're a man listening to this, then and you've never given your woman a cervical orgasm, well, just understand that in order for her to get there, she has to open up so fully and deeply and trust and surrender. And most women don't know how to do that because it takes a lot of space holding on your part, men, to open her up to this level to fully de-armor. And often there's a lot of de-armoring that has to happen before she can get to pleasure here. And once the clearing has happened and she's gotten all of that out of her system, which is something we teach in the Essentially Embodied Woman program. Uh, when you get to lesson three, you have a whole extensive uh, trauma healing, self-trauma healing practice and de-armoring practice where you learn to do this for yourself. You don't need a partner to do it. Um, you can certainly have a partner do it for you, but I'm all about empowering you to have what you need to experience what you need <laughs> first. Uh, but yes, a partner can do this through pussy massage as well to help de-armor your cervix so that you can experience cervical orgasm. Again, like I said, if you have only experienced negativity when your cervix was touched, then that's probably going to be the same experiences that you continue to have until you work through that and get it out of your system. And then you get to open up into pleasure, my love. And the cervical orgasmic experience is absolutely divine. And when women say to me that when they have sex and I ask them, how is their orgasm? Like, is it satisfying? A lot of times they'll say, yeah, it's okay. You know, it's, it's great. But it's very rare that I hear like, oh my God, my orgasms are freaking amazing. Like when I have one, I feel so good to go for like the next week. Like, oh my God, I feel so on fire. All right. So if you're having cervical orgasms, you're much more likely to say that because they're extremely fulfilling and satisfying and the effects last for a very long time. All right, let's go to the anal orgasm. The anal orgasm is just what it sounds. Have an orgasm from your anus being penetrated. This is one that I always suggest going really, really slow with because uh, I, I, you know, it was interesting when I first opened up into anal play and pleasure, 
there, I realized that I had stored a lot of shame and body disgust in my anus. Um, this was something that I didn't know until I started dearmoring my anus. And the way that I did that was with a finger first. Uh, my partner actually did this for me at the time, but using a finger going really, really slow to open up the area, dearmor it, you know, relax it, and then eventually going into a glass butt plug, which was uh, really, really beneficial and helpful to open up into anal orgasms. And then eventually, uh, once all of the dearmoring took place, the healing and the letting go and the trauma, uh, you know, I had gone through these experiences where anytime I was touched there or penetrated there, my entire body would heat up. I would get super, super, super hot, which is actually just a way, uh, a somatic release, a nervous system release of your body, your body discharging trauma and shock from your system. So if you experience that too, or you get really cold or hot, uh, or you start shaking, just know that your body is doing exactly what it needs to do, that these are actually responses the body needs to go through in order to release all of this shit, <laughs> figuratively speaking, uh, so that you can get to the pleasure because there is lots of pleasure available there if you can let go of the shit, figuratively and literally speaking. All right, so glass dildo, uh, glass butt plug, highly, highly recommend. Um, best orgasms of my life are when I have had a glass butt plug in and have been penetrated in my vagina while I was on top at the same time. Absolutely exquisite, amazing experiences. Best orgasm of my life happens that way. So if you've not, if you're not to the point where you can use a butt plug or anything, or you can start with anal beads or just a finger, there's all sorts of tools that you can find online, uh, different sex stores, sex shops that you can find to help you de-armor this area. Uh, reasons that you wouldn't be having anal orgasms is mostly because women uh, don't usually initiate play here in my experience or from what I hear. Uh, usually it's the guys who are initiating experiences here. Uh, but even if you have done anal before and it hasn't been comfortable or pleasurable, then just know it's probably because you haven't been going slow enough. So whatever speed you think you need to go, go like at least three or four times slower. And then you will have the time to process and to release whatever charge and shock your body is holding on to that it needs to let go of in order for you to get to the pleasure. Okay, now we're going to go to breast and heart orgasms. Uh, breast orgasms happen through the breast and the nipples being touched correctly, guys. <laughs> now, most men will do this thing with nipples that is super annoying for most women where they just go straight for them and, you know, they pull and pinch and it's not pleasant for most women. That's what they see on porn a lot of times. So that's what they think that women want. And this is not at all what most women like. I'm sure there are several of you out there that do, but most women do not like that. They like their breast to be opened, their heart to be opened. And the way that this happens is guys, or when you are uh, touching your woman's breast, that you're using the palm of your hand and you're massaging her entire breast in one direction. So going uh, clockwise or counterclockwise, whatever way you want to try first, doesn't really matter. But if she's done my program, 
then you can do it, uh, the breast massage that I teach in the Essentially Embodied Woman program. Or even if you've done the test drive of our program, because that's in the test drive. So you can do a breast massage, do a full breast massage to open up her heart and her breast. And this is where you're using the palm of your hands on the outside. And then you are going to go in the opposite direction. So you do about two or three minutes each in each direction. And then you can move onto the nipples, which you're going to want to use lots and lots of lube or um, coconut oil is what I like, or jojoba oil, almond oil, whatever kind of oil that is skin friendly for your woman. Uh, you'll just take your pointer finger and your middle finger and you will massage around her areolas. Okay. Massaging around the areolas often, this is what will elicit the the orgasmic experience for me. Uh, and this is also extremely hormone balancing as well. So if your woman struggles with female hormone issues, uh, massaging around the areolas can be extremely good uh, for balancing hormones. So you're massaging around the areolas and then you can move into more freestyle stuff or whatever she wants or likes. And she can tell you that if she knows her body well enough. And if she doesn't, then she needs to do my program to figure it out. <laughs> so um, the reason that women wouldn't be experiencing heart or breast orgasms is because they don't know how to massage their breasts themselves. Uh, they don't have a regular breast massage practice. Their heart is not opened. They don't feel safe to open their heart. They will need to fully trust the person giving uh, the orgasm in order for her to open enough to experience it. And if she doesn't fully trust you, she's not because her heart has to be open in order to experience a heart orgasm. What does it feel like? Well, it feels like an orgasm in your breast and your heart. Okay. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's like your nipples uh, create so much pleasure sensation that it leads you into this huge state of surrendered experience, which is an orgasm from my definition of an orgasm. All right, now let's move on to throat orgasms. One of my faves to talk about. All right. So throat orgasms happen when your woman learns to love sucking cock. <laughs> if your woman doesn't love sucking cock, then that's probably a good indication that she gets to learn how and that she can have throat orgasmic experiences if she would just but try. Now, I have talked to and worked with several people from very religious backgrounds who have so much negative conditioning around sucking cock uh, that they can't do it or they feel so dirty doing it or the smell messes with them so much that they can't bring themselves to do it. And I get all of these blocks because I have struggled with them as well. Not so much giving head, but um, at least with the gag reflex, the smell, all those things. Uh, I have worked with several clients to help them learn to love their partner's smell and taste. And that has literally been the focus of our work together was not feeling completely horrible about um, the sensorial experience and being in that moment. They felt so blocked there that they just couldn't bring themselves to give oral because of the smell or the taste or something. Uh, these are often sensually blueprinted women uh, that experience blocks like this and is fairly common. So 
if you're a guy listening to this and your woman doesn't like giving head, well, she probably has some body disgust blocks going on and she can definitely work through those with time and patience and practice. So throat orgasms will happen when the throat is stimulated at the roof of the mouth, towards the back, towards the little ball hangy thingy. I don't remember what it's called and nor am I going to look it up right now. Uh, And when the vagina is open. If you have ever given birth vaginally, and especially if you weren't medicated during the birth and you're very aware of the sensations you're experiencing, or you had a midwife, then your midwife will probably have told you many, many times during the birth experience, open your mouth, ha, to sound the sensations that you're experiencing during the birth experience through each contraction to sound. Why do you sound? Because when you have an open mouth and an open throat, you have an open pussy. Now, the way that this biologically, physiologically, I guess, happens, the throat orgasmic experience is because you have a nerve called your vagus nerve that runs uh, a big network from your ears, your throat, and your chest, and that also innervates your cervix. And I've talked about it several times here with my guest, Melanie Weller. Uh, We did two episodes together. You'd have to look for which numbers, I don't remember, but she is a vagus nerve expert. And she found my work and got interested in what I was talking about because I started talking about uh, the throat orgasmic experience and how it is a vagus nerve connection that makes it possible to experience an orgasm um, of uh, pleasure sensations all through your body, through your cervix, through your throat as well, uh, just from the throat being stimulated by cock. And you can even ejaculate just from the throat being stimulated. It's possible. I know several women who've experienced that. I've never experienced the ejaculation myself, but I've definitely experienced the uh, the orgasm from the throat being stimulated and actually ejaculating from my brain. And now I've also talked about the throat orgasmic experience on here, I think once before, uh, where I was at a workshop with some sisters of mine in Greece and we had done a throat orgasmic workshop and I had a gal, the facilitator, she was rubbing the inside of my throat with her fingers, just stimulating it as I was led through a breathwork experience, just breathing deeply and sounding. And through this experience, um, I experienced such a release and a moment with God that I did have ejaculate come through my brain and drop out of my mouth. So she had like a little bowl set on the side where I ended up having like spit it all out because I couldn't hold it all in my mouth. Uh, it wasn't saliva. It definitely came from my brain. So you can ejaculate from your brain and from the G-spot. And somehow this this whole throat orgasmic thing, it feels really elusive to a lot of people. It's extremely advanced. <laughs> it's not something I would, I would just be like, oh yeah, let's try to have a throat orgasm. If you've only ever had clitoral orgasms and you have had no experience of any other types of the orgasms I've mentioned thus far, uh, this will feel elusive, a little difficult to attain, but I promise you it's absolutely possible. Uh, learning how to deep throat and all of the techniques that will lead up to you having a throat orgasmic experience. We're also going to be talking about in the retreat coming up in January because women, oh, you got to learn to love oral. It's the best thing ever when you do. And when you learn to relax and to surrender into the experience, it is phenomenal. 
and it opens up your voice to speak your truth and to be more bold about your message and what you're here to do in the world to stand up for yourself, to stand up for your fucking rights. So yes, let's do that. Let's have more of that. Let's have more women loving, giving ahead, because then we'll have more women fully expressed in all of who they are. Mm. All right. So many reasons that women would not be experiencing throat orgasms. First of all, I think it's a a lack of education in general is the biggest thing, uh, feeling like that's not possible. Um, Don't they don't even know about it. So how could they possibly have it? It's totally possible. Come to the retreat. I'll show you how. All right, moving on to full body energy and valley orgasms. All right, full body energy valley orgasms, they happen when you're more energetically inclined. So if someone is more of an energetic sexual blueprint and they're more connected to their sexual energy, they understand how to move sexual energy, uh, this could probably be having happening for you already. Uh, but very few people are as energetically inclined without any training through Tantra Kardashian's practice to really understand what sexual energy is or to learn how to consciously move it. So most people are disconnected from the idea or um, the the movement of their sexual energy. What this means is that your pleasure is locked inside of your pelvis and you don't know how to move it outside of your pelvis and to the rest of your body. So the first key to experiencing energy, full body or valley orgasms is to learn how to intentionally move pleasure out of your pelvis into your entire body. And this takes a lot of time and training, especially if you're a guy and you're really disconnected from energy or even the word energy turned you off. You're like, what the fuck is that? Like, that makes no sense to me. I get it. A lot of men are super disconnected from what their sexual energy is or how to move it. But I promise you at the same time, and I will show you at the retreat, how you can begin to connect with your energy, your pleasure sensations and intentionally move the pleasure sensations through your body through different Taoist techniques that I'll be teaching y'all. And this is important for men because if you learn how to move your sexual energy and your pleasure out of your cock, you also open up into being able to experience full body energy orgasms, but also learning how to separate ejaculation from orgasm, which will allow you to go for a lot longer during sex and to experience multiple orgasms. So for women, women tend to connect with their sexual energy a little more easily, uh, but this is really important and there's certain foundational practices you have to learn uh, that we teach in the Essentially Embodied Woman program and my men's sexual mastery training and also that I'm going to be sharing at the retreat of how to take the sexual energy, move it through your body so you experience an orgasmic state of surrender through your whole body. Uh, which is super luscious and becomes more and more important the older you get, especially for women, because women go through all sorts of hormonal changes that sometimes they struggle um, after menopause with dryness in their vagina and vaginal orgasms might not feel possible for them at a certain time until their hormones get adjusted. Either they do hormone replacement therapy or whatever, you know, when the change is kind of over and it stops being so erratic. So um, having energy and full body orgasms 
can be a way to experience the full release of the orgasmic experience you're looking for, uh, but may not be accessible at certain periods of your life. Um, the same thing for immediately after birth. Like if you're not um, having penetrative sex for several weeks after birth, you can always have an energy orgasm. <laughs> you can always have a full body orgasm. Uh, and that only happens, however, again, when you connect to your energy body and you learn how to take pleasure sensations, move them through the body intentionally through breath, sound, and movement. And those are all holistic sex techniques that I teach in all of my programs and courses for men, women, or in person. All right, my loves, that was a lot. So I hope I have given you some food for thought and have blown your mind open about what is possible for you to be experiencing. Uh, Again, if you're only experiencing those clitoral orgasms or those penile orgasms as a man, then you're certainly missing out. For men, there's also prostate uh, orgasms for men, uh, which is a different experience, obviously, because I'm mostly talking to women on this podcast. But yes, you can have prostate orgasms if you're a guy. And these are all amazing multi-orgasmic experiences that I wish everyone were having, but just they don't know how. So come to the retreat in January, the initiation, and we will be teaching you how to have uh, all of these amazing types of orgasmic experiences with your lover or with yourself, because honestly, you don't need a partner to learn all of these things. I learned how to have most of these things on my own. Um, through self-practice. Even when I was with a partner, I learned how to have them myself. And then I showed my partner how I could do them too. Uh, The anal one, not so much. And the cervix one, well, yeah, I did that one on my own first, but anal I did mostly with a partner. All right, my loves. So go check out the initiation retreat at www.tillystorm.com forward slash retreat. And you can go ahead and apply for the retreat there and we'll get you all set up and ready to go. Love you all so much, and we will see you next week. Bye.